Welcome to our weekly, we mean weekly Wednesday night shear. Shear, like last week's, the Nishmas, Yachmin, Ben, Sihish, and Bashevachana, Bas, Bodhachayim, Avrom. And of course, as it's going to be a Shkedish Tammuz, we need to talk about the week of the Shkedish, the beginning of Tammuz, the Shkedish Tammuz. Of course, the first thing that comes to mind is Gimel Tammuz, the Yedbeis Tammuz, Shavasavet Tammuz, etc. Today, though, itself, in its own right, is Chofches Sivon. Tonight. Begins Chofches Sivan. Chofches Sivan is a special day in the Bavich, especially. It's called the Yom Zakai. And the reason being, it's called the Yom Zakai, which is a day that we merited. Because Vashkacha Pratis, Divine Providence, had it that we merited on this day in the month. The arrival of the Rebbe here in America. Rebbe arrived here with his wife. And therefore it's referred to as a Yem Zakai. The aim doesn't just have one part of it, but rather the entire day, the beginning, the end, the middle of the day, are all one day, one mess less, one 24-hour period. And known as the day of the month. It's known as the day of the month. It's Chav Chesnissen. And therefore, we know that the entire thing from tonight, which is considered already early Chav Chesnissen, until through tomorrow, until tomorrow Shkia, is referred to as Chav Ches, sorry, Nissen, Nissen, Chav Chesnissen. Chofches is the atheist Keach. Keach meaning, of course, strength. Which makes reference to the strength of the month. This day is the strength of the entire month. What month are we coming from in Sivan? It's Chedesh Hashlishi. It's the third month from Chedesh Nisan. Nisan is Sivan. And we know a special tribute given to this. That it's given as the Chedesh of Matan Teda. The month of Matan Teda, the day that we see the Teda. 
This has a special connection with the concept of Yarcha Tlisoi. Yarcha Yireach, Lashon Yireach, coming from the moon, since the Jewish calendar is measured by the lunar calendar, not by the solar, therefore Yarcha Tlisoi as the third month. So this Yem Zakei comes out of Sivan. And since the month of Sivan, as we said, is the reference to Matan Teda, therefore this day gives the Koyach of the Matan Teda. It's hinted also in the number of the day, the 28th, which is the true, true strength, according to Teda. And the number of three make, is made reference to throughout Teda. Most important of the three references is if you mention, if you listen to last week's year, if you didn't manage to, you can catch up with it. We made very strong reference to the number of three. Number three, the first thing that comes to mind is three times. If you keep your score at home, on the top of Ahmed Beis. That's 106, side 2. Three times consecutive becomes a chazaka. As it says also, Brotan Kehelas, Vachuta Mishulish, Leibim Hedinotik. This threefold rope will not sever so, quick, so quickly. Because the three teaches us on the kayach of the strength that's given us for a perpetual, everlasting entity. So the ultimate tachos hashlemus of the strength of the strength, which the three is chazaka. So three of chazaka of the third month, the concept of Tlas Havachazoke, which is a three within the month, and the Chut HaMishulish, three times three times three, or as I say three, to the third power is, 20, is 27, which is Zach. When does the Zach come to fruition, to come into completion? When does the 27 come to completion? Once the 27th has finished, we now enter the 28th. So where does the 28th come into? The 28th, the taker for the 28th comes in after we have the 3 times 3 times 3, the 3 to the 3 power. It said, one of the reasons the Matan was in the third month, again tying it in with the number 3, the Maimah Chazal, you keep me score at home, Sech the Shabbos, Peiches Amar Aleph, 88, side 1. Brich Rechmona, the Yayev, Uirayin, Tlisoy, La'am Tlisoy, Aidei Tlisoy, Biyayim Tlisoy, Biyarcha Tlisoy. Blessed is the Almighty, He gave the light, the Teda, to the three, the nation of three, through the three, on the day of three, and the month of the three. Rav Nissen Goin, on his explanations of Mesech the Shabbos, says another Indian of three 
Kesh and Matan Teda. That through Matan Teda was given Nichnas Koyach, Kim, Vachezik, to B'nai Yitzel, B'riya Kulam. The Matan Teda brought about Koyach, strength, existence, perpetual existence to the Jews and to everything that was created in the world. And it's of course, as we know, brought down the Medesh Tanchuma, that at that time when Matan Teda came about, we spoke about this in the past, the decree of separation for the Elyonim and the Tachtenim, the above and the below entity, Until that point, there was a decree that what was above, by in the upper heavens, stayed up in heavens, and what was below on the world stayed in the world. And what happens on the world stays in the world. No, that's not exactly what happens. Mm-hmm. So to reveal the revelation of godliness in the world also took place now on this mountain Teda where the El Yenim came down to the Tachtan Shein Tachtan Lamatimena, to the low of lows, to the world. And we'll discuss soon how where Torah has to reach. And this brings about the Elam, the Metzias, the existence of the world in the Premiers, and the Yana Elam itself that makes a Chefetz Kedusha. And just the opposite. Torah is given Matan Torah. Dafka in this world, on the ain't taktan lamatimena, the world that has no other lower, lower than this. And it's said in later in Devarim, Shalaiba Shemaimhi, Tayra is not in heaven. Because the main kayach and takif and strength and existence and potency of Tayra, of godliness, is only revealed and recognized in the revelation Dafka in this physical world. And Dafka, through this service that we do here in Tachtenim, in this world, can come about the concept of the Mishka, of the Hamshachas Atzmas, that brought down the actual entity, the actual Atzmas of God. It brings about the Seder, Yenis of Seder Shtalshlis. This happens when when did this come into fruition? Yarachet Lisoy in the month, the third month. And the Kayach of Matan which is the Kayach Sivan, when we have, we learned of the completion of the three times three times three, of the Yarachet Lisoy. Let us turn our focus slightly to the Pasha of Kayach. As you study the Pasha of Kerach, you don't grow very fond of Kerach. He doesn't make a great impression. He doesn't sound like the average dinner dinner guest that you want to invite. It's actually a tough cookie. But... 
he wasn't totally off the mark, totally off his mind. He had what to sell. He was no fool. He was no ignoramus. But yet, when we make reference sometimes to Kerach, the reference is usually made, ah, in Yiddish the expression is, gain dread mit Kerach Go underground with Kerach. Yeah, he was first cousins, Mesh and Aaron. Came from the same shape with baby. But he was Kerach. And this is the problem here. Kerach set up a revolution. Kerach wants to know what makes you greater than anyone else. Why Aaron over me? Ultimately, we read the story, we learn the story, and we hear that Kerach's end was not a pleasant one. He did not come up with the with any roses. Well, he came up smelling like roses. Came up smelling with the roses, maybe. But Kedach took, and he had a following. He had the tongue. He had the language. He had the body language. He had the talk. He talked the talk. He walked the walk. Kerach confronts Moshe Rabbeinu, his dear cousin. And Kerach comes up with a question. The Medish writes, when it comes to Kerach, he says, Maxiv Lamaila Maninian. What do we learn? The Osu Lahem Tzitzis. And Kerach jumped on this and he says to Moshe, tell me, the tzitzis have to be made out of tchelis, right? Special purple wool. Kedach asks the question. Talis shekula tchelis. A talis, the prayer shawl, that was made fully of the same material, wool, tchelis. Mal, what's the din? Maybe we don't need tzitzis. We already have the tchelis. Omar lei, Meisha told him, Chayeves b'tzitzis. Dafom tzitzis. He needs tzitzis. Tzitzis are the fringes that hang down on the side. We don't know who's listening. We have to make sure they understand. Omalei Kerach. Kerach says back to Meisha. 
talus that's fully made of tchelis, this purple wool, doesn't exonerate itself. But But these four strings on the corner are what make it redeem it. I'm going to ask you another question, says Kedach. A house full with Jewish books. Actually, you're probably talking in the olden days, you were talking about scrolls. Each person had their own terror scroll. Because you didn't have books yet. So a bias molly's for him. If you have many of them, is it potter from a mezuzah? Do we still need to hang a mezuzah on the front door or any other doors? Omar Alimesha says to him, Chayev mezuzah. It needs to have a mezuzah. Omar Alimesha says to Mesha, Kol Ateda Kula Reish Ayin Hei Parshias. The 275 chapters of the Teda. Ain't it potatoes? Sabayas do not exonerate the house from having a mezuzah, but yet this one mezuzah does the deed, does the trick. Mind boggling. And this one mezuzah has only parts and parts and parshas for the tailor. How is it possible? Horabalma. Shout out to the birthday kids this week. My daughter, my grandson. I'm going to make a break. What time do we have to leave for? I don't know, because there's two different offices, and I'm not sure which one. No, no. Okay. Um, so my son had, went to his, my grandson's yeshiva, to bring birthday bags for the class. And he says, he calls me up in emergency. That last week, a week and a half ago, my grandson had his birthday. Not uh, recently. My grandson's birthday, who's in the same class, another grandson. And as the father brought in the Peklach, the Rebbe, the teacher, put him on a spot and said, Daddy, say the Vatera. Say something from the Parsha. Baruch Hashem, my children learn. So it wasn't a uh, catching him off guard so severely. But it was uh, quite a shock. So my son calls me and says, Hey, Ta, Casey puts me on the spot. Drop me something. Feed me a uh, tidbit. So I said, Ask the children. Ask the children 
um, if they know what tzitzis are, because last week's parsha talks about tzitzis, as to what tchelis is, and then broach the subject of the conversation between Kedach and Moshe and tell them about tell them about this machlikis, tell them about this argument, this story that they had the incident they had and then Explain to them why we need tzitzis. The word tzitzis has a numerical value. The letter tzaddik is 90. The letter yud is 10. That's 100. And then repeat again, tzaddik and yud is 200. Again, 90 and 10. And then the tough is 400. So 400... And 200 or 600. So we see from the word tzitzis, we have the numerical value of 600. Then the strings, we have eight strings hanging down, and we have five knots of which the tzitzis are tied, is 13. So that's 613. And the Isem Eisai, Teres says, you will see them who zechartem is called mitzvahs Hashem, and you will remind yourself of all the mitzvahs of Hashem. So, what is that making reference to? Making reference to the tzitzis. When you will see the tzitzis, you will remind yourself of all the mitzvahs, because the six hundred and thirteen represented on the strings of and uh, Baruch Hashem he gave it over and the children were excited because the children knew and understood and ex- were involved and they heard about this already they knew about the trailers they knew, they knew a lot of the concepts and they're little children they're pre-1A boys but I gotta tell you children are sponges Pour in, pour in, pour in, and they will grasp. Unfortunately, today's opinion of education is don't pressure. Don't put pressure. Let the kid, the kid, the child will, will they'll get it, they'll get it, they'll get on, don't worry about it. They don't have to read it four years old, they can read it seven. Don't overdo it. Children have too much on their head today. The world is going too fast. Child is involved with his phones and with his iPads and with his this and with his yens. This is Nishkin Yifel Chazach. The addictions that start at the young age. That's not a problem. Problem is teaching them too much. Expecting of the child of five years of age to be able to read already. To be able to learn Chumash and Rashi, like the mission says, Bechomish the Mikra. That's where the problem starts. We're being too pushy. 
You should know the more you teach the children, and actually my, my grandchildren, Baruch Hashem, in Switzerland speak many languages, because they're spoken to. This one speaks this language, and speaks that language, and they're all speaking, they speak English, and they'll speak French, they speak Hebrew, they're learning German in school, most of them speak Yiddish, a few of them do. And this is off the cuff. The seven, eight, nine, ten-year-old child talk to them in any one of the languages and they'll respond in that language. But they play between themselves, they talk French. So the Chinuch perspective should not be watered down. Adrama. Poor, poor, poor. And you'll see, you'll find out how much the children absorb. But back to our Maklikas of Kerach and Mesha, the Tzitzis, the Talas, Kulatchelis, and the Bayes Molisvarim. They both have the same train of thought. And therefore, when Kerach heard that the Talas Kulatchelis, Needs tzitzis. Why was he even questioning the bias Molly's father is going to need a mezuzah? <laughs> the difference between tchelis and the talus itself, the actual garment of the talus is not a thread. It's woven together. The Sefer Teda is written with all the 275 Pashas, but the Pashas that are written in the Mezuzah are separate entities in their own. In the Medrash Rabbah, the Midbar Rabbah, the Perik Yudches, The chut tchelis, the thread of tchelis within the talus that's made of full woven back and forth garment but the threads are not an entity of their own. And Adraba, if one thread comes loose people usually snip it off. You don't want, it looks, you see it's fraying. The garment itself is a garment when it's all together it's woven one. You don't have a slew of threads. It's one garment. Mashenka and the Pasha written in the Sefer. Even though it's within the Sefer Teda, each Pasha is its own Pasha, each chapter is its own. And the truth to be told, that if one of these Pashas should not be in the Teda, the Teda is not kosher. So in essence, the validity of the Sefer Teda is depending on each and every Pasha as its own entity, but each and every Pasha is one. Therefore, even though Moshe Rabbeinu already answered and responded that the Talus needs scissors, he still had a window to ask about the Bayes Molly 
Because he could say simply, a talus that's called chelus. You want to tell me he still needs tzitzis? Why does he need tzitzis? Because there's no tzitzis on the talus. It's one big thing of chelus. And therefore, it still needs scissors, I understand, because it needs to have those strings so that we have, as we mentioned before, the 613. A house full of, of books, Pasha Mezuzah makes it as one entity. It, without the Pasha, it's written in the Mezuzah, in the Zevetera, the Zevetera is not Kasha. So therefore I can think that since the Pasha of the Mezuzah, albeit being its own entity, it keeps the validity of the Sefer Teda, therefore I had room to ask that on its own. That was asked as a question for itself. War was about to go out. They were about to break out a civil war. Kerach was ready to stage war. And Mesha pleaded with him. Mesha begged. But he wouldn't listen. He wouldn't back down. And then we see, right before the actual outbreak, Terah tells us, Mesha Mesha got up, and the Zikna Yisrael followed him, the elders, and he went to Kirach to talk to him again, yet again. It was now at a, at a point, at a junction. They were not, there was nobody backing down here. Kirach was already written off. His punishment was in the making. And the Almighty told Mesha, go tell the Jews, warn them, separate them, get them around, away from for numbered, their moments are numbered. And the earth is going to swallow them. And after the Ebishtha says that to Mesha, we still see that Mesha Vayakob Mesha, and he went to Kedach. After God commanded him to get everybody away because they're going to swallow up the earth. And behind him, behind Mesha, were the 70 elders. What did he go for? He got the answer already. He spoke to them already once. And they were chutzpahdik to him. They, that's a word I don't have to translate. They had translate. They had chutzpah. Everyone knows chutzpah. Chutzpah is in the English dictionary. You can look it up. Chutzpah. It's spelled with a ch. It's so a letter in the alphabet, Ch. So you spell the name Mechel. M-E-C-H-E-L. Look it up. 
Hold on. Uh, no, he he didn't know the answer to the questions. His questions, though, were how would you use that word? What's the word for it? Um, no, when you ask a question, you basically know what the answer is anyway. Not derogatory. The questions were rhetorical. They were rhetorical questions. I remember the word before you could text it to me. Ha! Um, he's on the phone. Because yeah. <laughs> his Skype's not working. Texting before she started. That's why I keep answering him. He keeps asking questions. <laughs> So why did Moshe go now? It was too late. Hakadosh Baruch already said what their din is going to be. On the other hand, if he asked them already to to repent, why don't we find that he actually spoke to them? Taylor just says he went to them. Doesn't say he spoke to them. Moshe got up and he went to Kerach, but it doesn't say what he said. It doesn't say any conversation. Mm-hmm. So there was no conversation. He just went. Rashi takes the words Vayakam Moshe and explains. He thought, perhaps, they see and they change of heart. Looking at his face, Change his heart. Change of heart. This Arashi describes Moshe's actions. So the question again, as we said, after they were given the decree that they were going to die, Moshe couldn't speak to Dasim Avinim anymore. He couldn't even try to once again awaken repentance by them. Because the Almighty commanded already the opposite that they were destined and determined and deemed and doomed. And therefore everyone should get away from them. But Moshe Rabbeinu had a tremendous Avas Yisrael. A love for a fellow Jew. And he tried the last second possible to go and save the Jew. Save Kedach. Save Dosen Vaviram. To save that one person in their camp. Vayokam Moshe. Come, he stood up. When he stood up, it doesn't mean he just stood up. Sometimes a person stands up from a chair, crouched. And oi. And he can barely hardly tell he stood up. He looks like he's, he's, he popped up or he's about to fall on his face. When you say somebody stood up, it means they stood up with their full. Right? drive you. Come. 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 He stood up with his whole demeanor. The whole Moshe Rabbeinu. 
And automatically, when the nation, the people saw Moshe Rabbeinu standing up and Moshe Rabbeinu walking in a direction, they automatically flocked behind him. He hoped. His prayer was that this would have the same effect on Kerach and Adosai. His showing, his reverence, his appearance would have an effect and have them repent. And we see exactly that. It doesn't say Moshe got up and told the elders, come with me. It says, And the elders followed him. Where were they going? They didn't know. And why did they have to tell us this? What's the lesson that we're learning that the elders followed him? But this is exactly what Mesha accomplished. And was, a, was capable of accomplishing. When Mesha stood up, everybody stood up behind him. Everybody fell in line behind him. And they went in order. The elders first. And this is what Misha was hoping. This would have the same effect on Kerech and his nation. From here we learn the greatness of Avis Israel of Misha Abinu. Even though there were sealed, signed, and delivered for death, and they were actual sinners, revolutionaries, he still opened, tried to open a door that was closed for them, the door of repentance. So much so the door was closed that God said, stay away from them. But still we see that the shepherd of the nation stands up and looks for some kind of way to get them out from going down to Chaim Sheila. This is the Chazal tell us, keeping score at home, Mesechtis Menachis Samachei Amid Aleph, on the end of Amid Aleph, 65, side 1 in Sechdes Menachis, that Mesha Ehev Yisrael Hoya. Mesha was an Ehev Yisrael, he was a lover of the Jews. And this is how Mesha Abena tried to save people that were already signed, sealed, and delivered in the most vicious and malicious way.
these terrible, terrible sinners. So much more so we have to, in today's days, we have to find a saving grace, especially for Tinik Shinishbu, especially for the Jews that don't have anything, don't learn anything, don't know anything. It's an obligation each and every Jew to go out there and to help a fellow Jew and to save them, to help them return. So, Avinu We had an occasion last week, Baruch Hashem. On Thursday, I usually only go on Friday to go put on film with people. So on Thursday, I guess it was, I'd gone, I believe, also on Tuesday, I went to one of the people who wasn't there Friday, yes, and come back Tuesday. So Thursday we had a knock on the door, I believe his name was Norman. What do you want, Norman? He's just selling solar panels, or so I don't know what he's selling. And uh, my daughter was standing by the door, and he, shuck, he st- stuck out his hand, shake her hand. She wouldn't take his hand. When he looked at the mezuzah, he says, Oops, I should know better. And the question, of course, was, Are you Jewish? He said, Sure. Come on in. Let's put villain on. And he says, Shtoetutvil. What's film? So are you Jewish? Yeah. Your mother Jewish? Yeah. You had a mitzvah? Of course. It was a New York theme. In the Reformed Temple. Never he had a bamitzah. It was more bar or only bar, no mitzvah. And of course the mitzvah that main mitzvah was missing is he never put on film. So we wrapped him up, and he had his mini bar mitzvah here, 32, something, 32 years old, I believe. He was able to put on for the first time film, and they should help him, they should be able to find many, many other Jews that will put on film with him as well until he buys his own. And this is because this is the instructions of the Nasi Hader, the leader of our generation, tells us that we need to look out and reach out to help the fellow Jew from all walks of life. Way back when, in the time of the Rebbe Rashad, the fifth Lubavitcher Rebbe, the communists were not very pleasant on the Jewish customs. And They were. They came down on everybody, actually, and nobody was allowed to anything. More than three people could not gather. Definitely not for any religious purposes. The situation was pretty bad, and the Rebbe Rashab didn't really care. And there he was sitting in Fabreng, sitting gathering, all the chassidim around him. 
and he was talking. He's talking about a good bunch of chassidim, a packed room full of chassidim, maybe 50, 60. All of a sudden, this young communist official comes in without knocking anything, clean shaven, a small mustache, fine pressed clothing. This is 1919, communist Russia. That's all they needed now. We're more than three people, and we're not going to prove that we're family members. And not only that, we're studying data. The Chassidim were petrified. They were shaken in their boots. And they're always wearing boots in Russia. No. They felt death was imminent. They thought for sure following this guy is going to be a barrage of police and they'll just take everybody away. And they turned to the Rebbe. They waited for the Rebbe to tell them to run. But the Rebbe paid no attention. Continued speaking quietly in Yiddish. Showing how the simplest Torah sentence brings about the most complex aspect of a Jewish soul. And as the Rebbe continued, the Chassidim refocused and went back to the Rebbe. And the Rebbe made as if nothing happened. The intruder also didn't notice. He took a seat and just sat there, practically motionless, and listening, staring at the Rebbe, fixed on the Rebbe. Once in a while he touched his finger to his eyes if wiping away a little tear. The Fabrini went on quite, quite many hours, quite late into the night. They sang, they drank vodka, the Rebbe spoke. Finally, the Rebbe stood up, symbolizing that the Febrenga was over. And the Chassidim started to dissipate, started to leave. One of the elder Chassidim turned to the stranger and gave him a look to ask, What are you doing here? Shtotachotchis. And the communist replied to him. From the look, he understood exactly what he's asking him. And he replied, my father was a chassid. And when I was young, he took me to the Rebbe. I went to several Fabrengans, he says. Today, of course, I know better. I live a free life where no pleasure is forbidden Communism has freed me from all these restrictions. And soon the entire world will also learn how to live like that. I believe it with every fiber of my existence. And then his eyes became a little misty. 
as if he was looking off into the distance. And his eyes became, then he slanted his eyes. I don't believe in your jealous God. Feh! Superstition. Tater commandments, the rituals, ah, the mitzvahs. It's all shtusim. Nonsense. It's good for little children and old ladies. But I came here tonight because, because uh, well, because the Rebbe. The Rebbe is too real. I deny everything, but I can't deny the Rebbe. So this communist came to hear and to see the Rebbe, who he could, he even he could not deny, is the Rebbe. There was a Zionist writer, his name was Usher Ginsberg. His pen name was Echad Ha'am. Also, he grew up in a from background. He was basically a Bucky Bishasa Paskim. He was a true, true, true Apicarius. <laughs> An Apicarius needs to know what he's talking about. But he hated Yiddishkeit. He loved culture. He was cultured. And they once came to him, they said to him, why don't you meet with the Rebbe Rashab? He said, you know what, let him come to me. I know as much as he does. Let him come to me. That was not happening, my friend. But one time he was traveling near Lubavitch. And then I was in Lubavitch at the time. Or maybe he was traveling near his stove, whatever it was. And they convinced him to go and see the Rebbe. After he sat by the Rebbe for many, many hours... The Rebbe was asked what was his impression of the visitor. And the Rebbe said, all I can say about him is, he knows what God is, and intends to rebel against him. Someone once asked Echad about his sit- sitting, his meeting with the Rebbe, and he answered the opposite about the Rebbe. All I can say about the Rebbe is, he knows exactly what the world is, and he intends to rebel against it. <laughs> The Rebbe Rashab knew of all the worldly things as well as he knows about all the Tata things. And the Rebbe Rashab had no intention of involving himself with the world, worldly things. Rabbi Dr. Joseph Berg thirty-five, well, 55 years ago was a member of the Knesset. National Religious Party. He had a Yechidus with the Rebbe. Now, although Berg himself was a film person, officially, a Talmud Chacham, he learned, he had his degrees. His main shortcoming was the Gzeda of Mir Yehudi, something that, till today, the Jewish nation can't crawl out of, which was conversions, freestyle conversions, to Judaism, people had no intention of becoming Jewish, and ultimately now today, they have generations that might have decided to become Jewish, 
or might have decided to act Jewish and live Jewish, not unbeknownst to them that their grandmother was not Jewish, their mother's mother. And although they're living a from life today, they don't even know that they're not Jewish. And this is something that he fought the Rebbe. When he came out of the Rebbe's office, he was very emotional. And he asked to explain. And he said, the Rebbe is a spiritual, intellectual giant. I never imagined, he says, there could be a person like that. It's an overwhelming experience, he said. And they asked, did it ever have any effect on you? He says, not at all. How is that possible? It's because every time I felt I was being swept away by his logic, his holiness, I grasped my hands together under the table and kept repeating to myself mentally, I am Yosef Berg. I am Yosef Berg. And the Yosef Berg, what Yosef Berg stands for, cannot listen to what Rebbe is saying. This, my friends, is what it's all about. This is what Teda is all about. And the Rebbe, his insight, that the Rebbe had, the Rebbe has, of each and every Jew, is what makes the Rebbe Rebbe, what makes us Chassidim, and what keeps the generation alive. In 1960, Tavshin, uh, sorry, 1970, Tavshin Lamid. Tavshin Lamid, 1970, Yud Shvat. 20 years after the Histalkus, the passing of the Friedrich Rebbe. And the Rebbe spoke one week before Yud Shvat and the Rebbe said exactly one week before Yud Shvat seven days in these seven days before Yud Shvat are similar to the seven days it's your charger the seven days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur The reason for the seven days, said the Rebbe, is because each day we do tshuva. We repent for all the Sundays of the year, for all the Mondays of the year, etc. Said the Rebbe, these seven days from Gimel to Yud Shvat also have a set each day of the week and therefore, we need to take advantage of this. And we need to see to it 
that in this week we do tshuva for everything for the entire year, every Sunday, every Monday, etc. This coming week is 20 years. No, it's not. From the Dalit? It's not 20 years. 24 years. 23 years. But today, we are in the week before Gimel Tammuz. Therefore, in this week, we need to see to it that we reflect, that we prepare ourselves. Yat Hashem on Gimel Tammuz there's going to be a big gathering where all Klai Yisrael will be together and we'll all hear words of Teirah from Mashiach. But if Chas Shalom not, there's a gathering every Monday night on Eastern Parkway where all the Chassidim will come together. They will play videos of the Rebbe. They'll sing the Gunim together. There'll be a sign of Achtos that's unparalleled of Jewish unity, unparalleled, paralleled any time, any moment. And hopefully, that itself will be Mizakos, that we should be able to be to the Eskalos of Melech HaMashiach. Melech HaMashiach will take us out of the Golos and will bring us back to Yerushalayim Merakedesh, to Harabayis, to Bayis Ashlishi to the Kedush HaKadoshim, to the Holy of Holies, may we merit this very Shabbos, Shabbat,